Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Alrighty, welcome to the session with Chris Suarez. I am excited for this session because I know that it's gonna open up your guys' eyes to a very unique and interesting approach uh, to doing open houses. Uh, Chris has a really unique way of turning open houses into more listings. And when I was putting the summit together, when I was planning this, this summit, and I was reaching out and asking people that I knew about, you know, who they think I should invite to the summit and interview on the summit. Chris's name actually came up multiple times from different people. So when he and I finally got introduced, uh, it was really good to meet him. It was really good to connect with him and learn a little bit about how he runs his business. Uh, and it was exciting to have him commit to uh, coming on the summit and sharing with you guys. Uh, Chris has been in the business for a little bit over 14 years. And him and his team have done just a little over 225 transactions last year. So strong growth, and they definitely know what they're doing. Uh, they're expanding, and they're supporting a lot of people across the country now. Uh, they're in 19 territories across seven states. So if you want to find a little bit more about that, go to experiencegrowth.com. And experience is spelled with just an X up front. So X P E R. I-E-N-C-E, growth.com, experiencegrowth.com, and you can find a little bit more about what Chris, uh, how Chris and his team are supporting uh, agents all across the nation uh, and, and find out more information there. Also, uh, in addition to uh, contributing to the summit with his time and his insights, uh, also got Chris to put together a great free gift for everybody that's related to the strategy uh, to help make sure that you can just take it and apply it immediately. Uh, and we'll tell you where to go get that here in a little bit. Uh, with that, Chris, welcome to the summit. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here, happy to uh, participate, and just happy to share uh, what's been working for us. Awesome. Very cool. Um, for those uh, for those of you who don't know, Chris uh, Chris is in Portland. That's where your office is at. And you're, uh, just today, you guys got a foot of snow dumped there. So you, you're in a winter wonderland suddenly just randomly out of the blue. It's true. Yeah. Coming from New York originally, uh, I'm used to this, but uh, Portland really, really gets it. I think uh, this might be the second or third time in about eight years that I get to shovel. So uh, I have that to look forward to this afternoon. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, hopefully you're not hosting any open houses in the snow. So. <laughs> no, not today. Not today. All right. Very cool. Well, you know, as I said, as I said in my introduction, you know, multi, you and I got to connect. You got a little bit about each other, and I'm excited that you're here. Um, share just really briefly with uh, folks before we start diving into the nitty gritty. Share with folks how you about when did you start looking at open houses as an under utilized or an under maximized opportunity and what got you thinking around okay you know what I can do more with this event than I think what most people are doing in the industry you know for me it was it was probably right out of the gate uh, one of the first things I did in, in my real estate career when I started and that was back in New York I was 19 years old 20 years old um, and realized that uh, I didn't have a whole lot going on um, and started open houses and started doing that to build my business. 
Um, interestingly enough, it was about a year later, and that was right after 9-11. Um, that I moved across country and wound up in Eugene, Oregon. So, right, 3,000 miles away, didn't know anybody, uh, didn't have a sphere, didn't have a database, didn't have money, um, which factored into really deciding to focus on open houses uh, as a way to get in front of future buyers, future sellers without spending a whole lot of money, which I didn't have. So, I would say, uh, picking up from, from where I was born and raised and at least new people and landing in a brand new city. Um, I committed to that one thing, open houses. And, and in Eugene, Oregon, that's really where the business started shaping, really started forming, and, and where the strategy started. Um, I found myself five years later picking up again and moving, right? It's like the, the, the worst thing for a real estate agent to do, continually move um, and find themselves in new cities. But that process probably was the greatest thing I could have done because it made me refine the open house strategy such that now we could go into any city and launch this strategy and know we can get into immediate production while building a business in the process. So it was really one of the first things I did and continues 14, right, 15 years later almost as one of the fundamental things that I do in, in every city, every time we launch and, and today, you know, right outside my home, you know, continue to do open houses as well. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's just uh, dive right in then. So, okay. Open houses. Um, let's say that, um, let's say that you're coaching me. Okay. Let's say that I hired you to coach me and you're going to coach me on this strategy. And let's say that I know, I mean, I know what open houses are. I've done them before, Chris. So I mean, open houses are open houses, waste of time half the time, right? And, you know, that's what some agents think. Um, or they're just a bore. Uh, start. So let's start from the top then, uh, or from the feet up, I should say, walk me through, um, possibly just a different mindset mindset shift of how I need to start seeing them. And then let's start getting into the tactical step by steps. Perfect. So what I, you know, what I first would say is this, um, you're right. Most people have either written off open houses or we're told that it's something that new agents do and right. We graduate and we're just thrilled the day that we don't have to do open houses anymore. And we have other people do them for us. So I, I do think that open houses starts with mindset. Um, as I coach agents, um, I break open houses down into six, what I call the six P's of an open house. And what's interesting is um, as we go through them, I, I, I am a firm believer that this six, these six P's can be applied towards any lead generation activity that we do. And if we don't have these six P's, ultimately we're doing, we will do lead generation activity instead of building a lead generation model. So these six P's I would say is what I would start with and then we can sort of break those down. But the first one is psyche, which is right, the only way to get mindset turned into a P word. So it's psyche. Like we're gonna start with the mindset of the open house and the mindset of the agent starting it. We then go to preparation, which is the second P. We go to promotion of that open house or really whatever we're doing, right, promotion. Um, the fourth P is process, following a specific process. Fifth P is performance, that's us when we're there. And the sixth P is post, post open. So psyche, preparation, promotion, process, performance, post open. Um, but, starting with that, but starting with that mindset, what I would say is um, early on, I did open houses because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. But very quickly, I realized that Every time I'm going, going to go out there and spend time out of my life, out of my, right, having fun, out of my family time, whatever it is, I would 
be doing other than the open house. I have to have the right mindset. And the psyche or the mindset is I'm here to add to my database. I'm not here to sell a house. I'm not here to find an immediate client. My only concern in the open house model is it's a database building model. Okay. And so I show up every day, every moment before, during, and after, hey, what am I doing to add to my database? And there's four types of people that are going to walk through that door. It's an immediate buyer or immediate seller, a future buyer or a future seller. And interestingly enough, if you open up my database or go online, right, and look at my database, everybody is sourced in one, in one of those four. That's my mindset. That's my psyche of an open house. Every single person that I meet before, during, or after is either a future buyer, future seller, immediate buyer, immediate seller. Hey, everybody. Daniel Ramsey here, and I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses, and the answer is simple. It's My Outdesk Virtual Assistants. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over $100 million in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants, and I wanna give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word MOD, MOD, to 31996, and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one on one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're going to give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how My Outdesk can transform your business today. And, and, the, and, and going a little bit deeper there, what I would say is, is I'm, a, I'm a big follower of the MREA book, right? The Millionaire Real Estate Agent book written by Gary Keller. And one of my favorite, favorite lines in that book, right? We all battle with this idea of is it, is it quantity or quality of leads? And, and some people argue, well, I, don't just, I just don't get a whole lot of quality out of open houses. Um, I believe that quantity will always win. I believe that quantity of leads will always win because quality is found in the quantity. And one of my favorite quotes in that book says, the octane of your fuel is irrelevant if you don't have enough to get to your destination. Right? So if I'm sitting on the side of the road, right, without gas in my tank because I didn't fill it up, I'm not going to complain to myself or or like say, man, I wish I would have put in 92 grade, right? But I put in the 86 and here I am. Like, honestly, the octane is irrelevant. The quality is irrelevant as long as I have enough to get to my destination. So every agent on my team or every agent that I coach gets into this mindset that I am there. It's a numbers game for me. 
I have, a, I, have a, I have a goal set of how many people am I going to add to my database every single open house that I do. And if I hit that goal, I know that my business is moving forward. I'm going to build, build a big business. And so for me, showing up into a brand new city, not knowing anybody, not being really social, to be honest, like I'm not going to be out at parties, meeting tons of people. That's just not who I am. So my open house strategy was every single open house, I'm going to walk away with a minimum of two people added to my database. Now that's easy, right? I mean, most open houses, we're getting eight, nine, 10, 15, 20 people through the open house. My commitment is two people, two people, two people. I built a, a business model around two people. And so then I just work backwards based on statistics. How many people do I need through my open house to get two people into my database? And what can I expect from those two people added over the course of a year? So it does start with mindset. It absolutely starts with mindset. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I like that. So two people, two people, two people. And of course, so that's the minimum, that's the minimum that you want to see. So that you, that's the minimum result you want to get out of an open house and you're, you're looking for it and you're intentional about it. So you're not, you don't think people coming through are a waste of time or just that people, you know, looky lose or whatever it may be. You're being very intentional with everybody that comes through the door. Correct. And, and, and ultimately, I mean, the reality is it's very rarely do we end up with just two, right? Very rarely if we, if we, if we do our process, if we follow our process, we're going to end up with a lot more than two, but I'm a fairly conservative goal builder and, and, and business builder in the sense that I'm going to build this business and this strategy around two. If I get more, awesome. And that's where we've out, sort of outpaced our growth strategy always because we're getting more than two. But that's, that's our mindset. That if we show back up from an open house with less than two people added to our database, then we did something horribly wrong or we're not scripting right or we didn't follow the process or the preparation or we performed terribly. Um, but the ultimate goal would be that we're building our database through that open house model. Got it. Okay. Well, let's dive into step number two then, promotion. So what does that look like? Yeah. So, well, first prep, right? So step number two is preparation. Oh, sorry. You're right. And yeah. then promotion. And yeah, no, no worries. No worries. Um, so what I would say is this, I'm going to, <laughs> exactly. So our preparation process is, is this, we have gotten it down to a science in that um, we understand that when we, in order for us to perform, we are there um, to show and demonstrate that we are, we are knowledgeable, we have skilled, and we are going to trade value for contact. Um, ultimately, we show up as traders, uh, T-R-A-D-E-R. We're going to trade value for contact information. We're going to earn the right to ask you for what your name, phone number, and email address is because we have something of value to give you. So our preparation it, it stems from what do we need to do to show up and provide value? So for every open house, and what's interesting is for some of our listeners, we're, we're single agents and we're thinking, well, like what can I do as a single agent? Some of us are teams. I will tell you that the model is built for both. Our model is built so that as a single agent, I did this. As I grew, almost every part of this process is now leveraged. I have operations and administrative people that do everything but the performance so that our agents just need to show up and perform. But what's interesting is this preparation part for many years was just me preparing, 
right? This is me setting it up. So what I would do is I would set up a, a digital folder, right? Whatever we used, right? Initially it was free, right? We used Dropbox and we went to, to Google. Now we have a, a paid for digital folder system. But I set up a digital folder with the address of that property. So if I was doing an open house on Saturday or Sunday or Friday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day of a week, I'd, have, I'd go up to my open house digital folder, I'd click on the address. And in there I had prepared and I had actives, pendings and solds in that digital folder in a PDF, right? Three different PDFs, actives, pendings and sold around that open house. I'd have an economic report for the neighborhood, right? And, and that's one that I would just write the S&P report. I would do the CoreLogic report. Um, I would download a, a, an RMLS report, but some economic data in that digital folder. I would have an item of value, which was typically what we call our total market overview. It's going to take the neighborhood, break it down into price points. Um, a little work went into that, but once we, once we build that, that can be used for a month. And then I would, I would have a lead sheet or a link to that lead sheet. We, use, we just use a Google Doc lead sheet. And then also in that folder, I would drop in my script binder that I'm going to share with everybody on the call. Um, so in there would be my script binder. Why? Because every time before that open house, I'm going to review those, right? Before, during, and after I have that, it's easy access. So ultimately, there's about five or six things in that digital folder. The last thing that went into that digital folder was a flyer for the home. So you have your flyer, active, pending, solds, couple of economic reports, script binder, and Google Doc. Done. Then I would do the same thing for every single open house. And here's what that does. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but when I perform, all I have to do is open up that digital folder, and I have a number of things that I can offer every single person that comes through the door. Right? If it's a buyer, I can get them... Act, right, actives that are also on the market that I can right. email them. If it's a, it's a random guest, um, they're not picking up a flyer. I have a digital flyer for them. And in order for them to get that, then I have to get their email address. So the preparation was an important step of understanding that I'm going to, I'm going to provide value in exchange for contact information. Got it. Okay. I love that. Uh, and I, I figured that's what it was going to be is that as you were preparing all these things, it was a way for you to be able to actually deliver real, real, real tangible value to people coming through the door, uh, but leaving it digital. So you had to follow up with them and contact them with it and send it to them, right? Send the information to them. I love that. Um, preparation is so, so key, no matter what part of the process you're going into. Um, I was actually interviewing Michael Hellickson earlier and he was talking about his listing appointment, right? He was talking about the listing appointment and the same thing. Uh, what you do to prepare before going in makes a, makes a massive difference in how confident you are and what you're then going to be delivering because you just know what you're doing in what sequence. And I'm a big, big fan of uh, preparation, a believer in pre preparing just to build your own confidence, let alone uh, be able to actually provide a higher level of value. So I love that. Um, okay, well now going to my clearly my favorite part promotion, which I wanted to jump to uh, before uh, Let's jump into promotion. How do you start promoting an open house? Yep, so we have a seven-day process so um, 
what that means is we have to prepare ahead of time and select the open houses we're doing. One of the things that, that I've always told agents is I think our industry has done us a disservice in saying that open houses were supposed to be done on Sunday. Then the industry began to grow and we said, okay, well, you can do open houses on Saturday. But when I showed up to Portland and didn't know anybody, ultimately I looked at where my business was and I could either sit in the office and make cold calls, right, to get business, or I could go out and get in front of people. Uh, I'm not a big phone person. I believe that if I got in front of people, I can convert. So I sat open houses, right? I scheduled open houses on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, and on Saturday, about six days a week when I was growing my business. And ultimately that put me in the path of buyers and sellers six days a week. I didn't care if one person walked through or 15 people walked through. Ultimately, I had a better conversion ratio at that open house um, than I did on the phone. That's me personally, and, but that's why this sort of developed and grew. So with that being said, that also means that I potentially had open houses six or seven days a week that I was promoting. So we started this seven day promotion process. So what that means is I need to know what I'm doing on Saturday on Monday. If I'm going to do something on Sunday, I'm starting on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. So I'll, I'll go through the seven days. You just have to work backwards and apply it. So I can't say it's Monday because if you're doing an open house on Tuesday, it might start the previous Wednesday. Got it. Makes that makes sense. So on day one, on day one, I select my open house. Simple, right? I select the open house. What am I going to do seven days from today? On day two, I already start. I, I, do, I do three things. I post it online right? I obtain a call list and I'll explain what that means. And I mail invites. So I will mail to a hundred owner occupied homes around that open house. It has to happen on day six because it's going to hit their mailbox about two, maybe three days before the open. Got but it. see, that's why, right? We all typically agents, right? You see these on Friday, everyone emails their office. Hey, who has an open house for me for tomorrow? Which I know immediately, well, there's no system, there's no process, and you're just wasting your Saturday afternoon doing that open. So on day two, we post it online, uh, we obtain a call list, and what that call list is, is typically 100 uh, owner-occupied closest homes around that open house, and I mail out invites. Simple, easy, that process takes about 20, 25 minutes. Got it, so you're, call, so you're calling the 100, about 100 open owner-occupied homes around, the uh the open house. i start that on day three on day yep. three i start that on day three on day two it's just administrative and i just get that okay. list right okay. i order that list from either a third-party service tech right at, at, at the tech service or even a title company early on i just used my title company because it was free now sure. we have services that we got it and you're ma so when you're contacting them you're mailing and calling the same the same list of 100 owner occupied homes. Got it. Okay. Uh, where do you yeah. post online? Just so for people who might be wondering, where do you post the open house online? Yeah, uh, a few places. So we still use Craigslist. So it posts on Craigslist. Um, we we uh, then post it through our RMLS, which then writes syndicates out to multiple sites. Um, we post it on Zillow uh, as well. Um, and then uh, I believe I believe everything is just syndicated and Facebook. And a, and a Facebook ads a Facebook ad gets started on that day as well. We begin to boost that and do a paid for ad um, later on in the week, which we'll talk about. And how much would you normally spend on a on a Facebook ad? Just out of curiosity. No more than yeah. No, depending on the neighborhood, 
And if we're targeting that neighborhood or not, I will never spend more than uh, $50 on, on any single open house. Got it. Okay. Um, and then do we talk about now what you would typically write in a Facebook post or do we unpack that a little bit later? Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, perfect. But because, because really we'll post that and I, well, I'll just say it right now. Ultimately it's, it's typically two lines. I mean, it's, it's the day that it's open, the time that it's open and something specific about that house, right? It might be, um, you have to see this master or you have to check out the backyard or, you know, best fireplace I've seen in a year or just something specific about that house to make them clear. Okay, got it. And so when you post, it's going to everybody in your Facebook network, but then when you do a, promos, a promoted ad or a boost, I'm assuming you do that within like a zip code vicinity of the house, right? Is that, is that how you do it? Yes. Got it. Yeah, we'll do zip code, facil- uh, zip, zip code vicinity. Um, if it's a specific neighborhood, Portland's super neighborhoody. So we'll do it in a specific neighborhood. Okay. Um, if, it's around, if it's around a... Um, like, so let's just dive a little bit deeper. I, I think that's where strategy comes in. If it's around, right, Portland, big employers are Intel and Nike. Um, so if it's around Intel or Nike, we will actually target it to people that actually have that as an employer okay. um, or are connected to those companies with the thought that, hey, if you live here, if you work here, you might want to buy here. Or you might already live around there. Because, Got it. because Got it. almost everything we do, really, like I don't care I want to say I don't care, but I will say this. I will not pay for buyer leads. Like if you look at my budget, I will only invest money in seller leads because I believe through seller leads, buyers will show up through our advertising and through our marketing and through our like outreach for our open houses, buyers are going to naturally come in everything that I spend time and money on. It's going to be seller focused. So I'm more concerned about what neighbors will see this post what neighbors will be nosy and what neighbors will see us being active in the promotion of their neighbor's home um, and want to hire us more than anything. So it's not really buyer focused. It's more, it's more seller focused marketing and advertising activity. Got it. Makes sense. Uh, Pat Hyben liked it repeatedly kept saying on his interview that uh, buyers are the byproduct of listings. Love that. And I love that. All right. So that was day one and day two on day three, you're doing what you're calling the list. Yep. So we're, we're still, we're posting online again. So here's the deal. Like we're going to post it online every day until the day of the open. And that's consistent. What's interesting about that is we get um, email inquiries along the way from those posts. We get uh, inquiries to see private, see privately before the open as well. Um, And ultimately right before the open house, we're going to take that list of anybody that's reached out to us and we're going to remind them that there's an open house as well. So we're building this database of leads along the way by posting it consistently online. Again, early on, I did that. Early on, I would say that if you're running four or five open houses a day, the first part of my day was actually administrative and doing all the activities in this seven day process for each of the opens, right? Because day two to day, right? Today looks different for open house number one, open house number two, open house number three, open house number four. But the minute you get this process down, you'll know where you are in relationship to the open house that's happening Saturday, Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. So it's not 
I'm doing some different things every single day, but I have to have time block in my morning as an individual agent. And typically, most of that can be done before people wake up. Like I'm a morning person. So from seven to eight in the morning, I was doing my operational or administrative stuff to grow my business. Now, right, I have someone, I have a virtual assistant that does almost all the operations administrative stuff for my, for my open house. I have ISAs that make those calls. So in day three, we post it online, we begin those calls to the neighbors. I used to make those calls. Now I have an inside salesperson that does that right? Calling on behalf of any one of my agents doing an open house. And ultimately these are owner occupied homes, right? These are people that are neighbors and, and we'll go through some scripts maybe later, but ultimately what they're doing is uh, an important part of that call is calling that neighbor and, and, and immediately saying, Hey, your neighbor asked me to call. We found that that's a huge, huge piece to that phone call or that door knock is your neighbor asked me to invite you. It isn't me as a salesperson reaching out. Isn't me as an agent reaching out. It's I'm your neighbor asked me to call you and that's why I'm doing it. It, it, it has that personal connection. And later that, that I look at every homeowner as a future seller or immediate seller. I'm going to ask them the same thing. Hey, can I call your neighbors on behalf of you? So that's part of our listing presentation as well. Um, but our ISA now calls. So we, we, call the, we call the neighbors and a sign goes in their yard. So day three, a sign goes in their yard. And it is a, not, it is a very generic sign. All it says is open Saturday. So we have printed signs. Open Monday, open Tuesday, open Wednesday, open Thursday, open Friday, open Saturday, open Sunday. Whatever day that's going to be open, we put out that sign. And then there's numbers that we literally tape on, right? Open Saturday from 11 to 1 or 12 to 2 or 1 to 3. We just change out the numbers based on when that open house is going to be. Got it. But what we found is by putting that open house sign up on Wednesday, are buyers going to see that? No, probably not unless they're driving through the neighborhood. But neighbors are, and that's who I want coming through. The neighbors that drive in and out of their neighborhood all week long because they live there already and they're going to work or they're going shopping, going picking up the kids from school, they're going to see that open Saturday sign or open Thursday sign or open Sunday sign. And mentally, they may, if they care, if they're thinking about value, if, they, if, if they're interested in real estate, they'll make a note to try to stop by. And we've increased our neighbor traffic by putting out that sign uh, by the third day. Got it. Okay, perfect. What do you do on day four then? Day four, post online again. By the way, sorry, by the way, I love the fact that you open up the call with my neighbor asking me, my, your neighbors asked me to call. That's, a, that's such a great way to open and just kind of diffuse some of that auto rejection that you would typically experience on the phone, right? Just right out of the gate. Yeah, because here's, yeah, I mean, the deal is this. It, if they're rude, they're not being rude to me, they're being rude to their neighbor, and no one wants to be a bad neighbor, right? So it, it eliminated those irate or like, don't call me, you're a salesperson, I'm on the do not call list, or even door knocking, right? right? right. Like, I have a no soliciting sign, like for us, we're not soliciting, we're actually, we're, we're, we're extending an invitation on behalf of their neighbor. So they can't be a jerk to me or else the neighbor's going to know, hey, that guy down the street in the yellow house, he yelled at me. It, it, it completely changed the interaction on the phone and in person by using that invitation. Gotcha. Okay, cool. All right, so day four, you post online again. Yep, post online. We continue our calls to the neighbor. 
slots. So if we didn't finish them, right, we, we block time, time, time slots. So if we didn't finish those calls, we're going we're gonna to blitz through those calls. Um, we're going to invite our database tags. And what that means is um, if we're going to focus and build an open house business, along the way, uh, in our Google lead sheet that I referenced in, that, in the digital folder, we're going we're gonna to make sure that we understand what neighborhood each lead came in from. So if they were an open house tag or an open house lead, we're going to tag them with the neighborhood in our database. So when we go to actually, when we go into our database, we'll have a tag for neighborhood. And, and it really, it's quadrant, right? Portland's a quadranty city, northeast, southeast, southwest, northwest, north Portland. We're going to tag them with someone that came to an open house in that quadrant. So that moving forward, every time we have an open house in that quadrant, we will pull that tag and we'll invite that portion of our database to this open house. Got it. Okay. We don't care if they engage with us. We don't care if they didn't, they never engage with us. We may have actually, they may be a client of ours now. That's okay. They're going to see that we continue to be active in that space. Um, so we'll send out an inv invite on day four to that group, to the open house as well. Okay. Awesome. Then we'll go. We'll go, we'll go through all sign calls that we've received on that listing. If it's one of our listings, we'll invite them to the open house. What we have found is a lot of times we'll get sign calls. We won't convert that sign call or they're just not really that interested. So don't set up a personal appointment to see that house. But if they know it's open, they'll stop by. So we invite all sign calls on day four. And any internet lead that we have attached to that listing, which we, right, we track per listing, sign calls and internet leads, we'll actually send them out and invite as well. So day four, a lot of invitations get sent out to a broad group of people. Got it, okay. And what are we doing day on five. day five? Yeah. Posting online again, we'll boost the social media, uh, the social media post, really that's just Facebook. So we'll boost the Facebook page, uh, Facebook ad on day five. And that's where a lot of our preparation happens as well. So we'll pre prepare our market stats, our comps, our, our digital folder all happens on day, day five. Okay. Got it. I'm taking notes while you're sharing. So I'm, 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 no, I'm no, you're fine. school, school, school is, classes in session right now for me. So I'm taking notes. Day six, day six, we posted online again. So again, what's interesting about that is this system or this process um, forces, like the, the leads get generated by nature of following the system or following the process. Yeah, I, can I, see I, I, I read, uh, there was an interview with Scott Adams, uh, creator of Dilbert, and he said, um, and this isn't a, a Tim Ferriss book, but he said, um, losers have goals, winners have systems. And I, it's so perfect for real estate because real estate agents, right? We like, we spend all this time on goals and I have a goal of, do, of doing 50 open houses and I have a goal of doing X production. I have a goal of doing, and the reality is if we don't build a system around that goal, we're going to lose anyway. So, right. Losers of goals, winners of systems. So this system forced us to do the same thing again and again and again and again, take out all variables and really perfect the system. So day six, we're going to post it online. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna boost the social media post again, right? And we're going to door knock. So that's where the door knock comes in. And I'll I'll be honest. We when we first started, like I was right. I'm that guy. Huge huge goals. Like we're gonna door knock a hundred doors. We're gonna door knock fifty people. 
And the reality is we set such a big goal that nobody wanted to do it. Like we always skipped that part because it was just too much time or too much energy. It was too overwhelming. So now we have a goal of hitting about 20 doors. That's it. Like really that is like up one side of the street, around the corner and back. 20 right. doors, every open house. What we found is we don't have to hit 50 doors or 100 doors. Like we can, we can greatly increase our traffic and our, and our ads to the database by just getting to 20, no more than 25 doors on, on day six. Okay. And that's the day before the list. That's the day before. So, yeah, day before. Yep. yep. Okay. Correct. Day before the open house. And then day seven, what we have is if you didn't do your door knocking, you're going to do it, right? So, or if you didn't finish it or for whatever reason, if you need to, and some of my agents will say, I don't want to make a second trip out to the property. And I get that. So I'm going to do it the day of what we have found. And I'm just going to tell you what we found is it's, it's much more productive doing it the day before doing it the day before. If you didn't do it to the day before, you still should do it the day of. So get out there, right, an hour early and, and door knock. Um, and then really day seven is just about door knocking if you haven't done it and getting directionals up. I will say that we have a, have a rule that a minimum of seven signs up for every single open house. And I've heard lots of things, seven, 10. Like we have, each one of my agents owns and has 10 signs. Our expectation is get 10 signs up. The, 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 you failed is seven, right? If you don't have seven signs up, we have a problem, but ideally you have about, about 10 signs up per open house. So you're just putting them all around the neighborhood in different areas. Yeah. I mean, going, going back to strategy and, and selection of open, we don't want to select opens that take you more than three signs to get there from a main artillery. So we, we are very hesitant to do an open house, right? Deep, deep, deep into a neighborhood that it takes you seven signs to get there because chances are one will fall down. Someone will, right? Sign traffic will get bored. Like they won't follow through. So from a strategy perspective, we don't like to do open houses that take more than two or three signs off of a main road to get to. Got it. Okay. And I will go back, you know, I'll go, I'll go back before we even get to performance and, and when, we're, when, we're, when we're camped out in, in, in really preparation and, and promotion, what I will say is, is strategically what we've found is time of day does matter, location does matter. And, and strategically, we look for, um, we can do an open house any day of the week and be highly successful as long as we choose location and time right. So for instance, you know, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, awesome, awesome, like lead generation times for open houses. If we select an open house around a school, around the time that parents are coming off, coming back from dropping off kids. So we'll do around, around schools, we'll do lunch hour open houses around big employers, right? When there's an office park around somewhere where there's a, a place where a lot of people will go for lunch, awesome. So we'll, we'll do an open house from 11 to 2 right? We can either sit in an office or sit in a, or sit in a, you know, what we believe is our office, this open house, getting sign traffic in from offices or lunch spots or right. Three to five is really solid or two to four is really solid around schools where parents are picking kids up and driving back um, home. 
Um, so we'll look at we'll look at traffic patterns are as, as important as anything in our strategy. Okay, awesome. I love that. I love those nuggets. Uh, just a time that not only is location important, but also what is it by what kind of actual exist pre-existing uh, traffic patterns are there that you could harness. I love that. Okay. Um, moving on yep. then to point number four, process. Yeah, so really for us, um, the, the promotion and process go hand in hand, right? Yeah. Some, of that, okay. some of that promotion is marketing, some of that is process, right? Digitally setting stuff up and, and following that seven step process. Um, so promotion and process, we group. And, and what I will say is, um, if we don't do one of those, what we have found, and this is right after, we've been following this, this process uh, probably for the last five or six years. So we have, we've taken some of it out. Like we've done open houses where we don't put the sign up on day three. Absolutely. Systematically, we will see less traffic. We will get less sellers in our open house. If that sign doesn't go up, we've done it where we, we don't door knock. We don't follow that process. Less traffic. Absolutely. So I would say for, for me, uh, another quote out of MREA is, you know, results show, results show up when we do specific things, right? When we look at top agents and say, man, I, I want to know what you do. And then we get creative with it. Well, then don't expect the same result. We, either, we do specific things for specific results. And so for me, my team included, right? When, when, our, when our lead count goes down, like I know all I have to do is go back to the process and say, okay, well, what part of this process are we not doing? Where have we gotten lazy? What specific thing have we changed because we've gotten a little bit lax in the last month? Let's adjust. Let's get back on track. And sure enough, right, the, this results show up. So, so performance, right, or pr promotion and process, rather, go hand in hand. And then that leads us to the day, right? We've door knocked. We've done that promotion, pro promotion process properly. And so now we, we're at performance. And, and I'll share that for me, performance is probably where, right? Performance, you could do everything right. If you perform poorly, you're not going to get the ads to the database. You could get people through, but we've all had that open where we've had a lot of people and we end the open house and we think like, how do I not have a lead from this? Or how do I not have a good buyer? Or how do I not have a good seller? And it came down to probably psyche, mindset, and performance, those two. We didn't show up ready to perform or we didn't perform well. So I will, I will say that for me, the open house performance is all about questions. Like all I need to know is three or four questions that are going to move people towards giving me their contact information. And then I will let my post open process do the work. But ultimately I need to ask the right questions. So take you through the performance uh, of our open house and every every one of our agents asks pretty much the same questions um, it, it all starts with what we've found to be the most effective question and i would say like for our conversation this is probably the most important piece of the open house the most important question for us comes down to this and we ask it at every single open every time someone walks through the door it's are you out shopping for a home today or do you happen to live in the neighborhood and it sounds simple and it might sound dumb, but I will tell you it has changed our business. 
are you out shopping for a home today or do you happen to live in the neighborhood? Because that immediately allows me to know, is this a buyer or is this a seller? And then it's just a, it's this critical path of sales is what my team calls it to ask the right questions of a buyer and the right questions of a seller. I love that. That, that, that is such a seemingly natural, easy question to ask that doesn't feel canned or forced, you know, or scripted in any way, but their answer does immediately tell you exactly what category they fall into. I absolutely love that. And, and what we found is, is oftentimes we immediately try to go into this sale, like, Hey, we have a customer, like, you know, let me introduce myself. Let me get them to sign in. Let me, like we do these sign in sheets. We do all this stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, all we do is ask, hey, are you out shopping for a home today or do you happen to live in the neighborhood? And we hope, quite honestly, we hope they live in the neighborhood because that means our system worked. That means right. we got the seller through the door. And, and a lot of people, like that allows them to just be like, oh, I'm just looking. Oh, awesome. So do you live in the neighborhood? Like I'll ask that again. But immediately I'll know, okay, if they're shopping, I'm going to go down a question path. If, they're, if they live in the neighborhood, I'm going to go down a question path. So let's say they're shopping. If they're shopping, the very next question I ask is, awesome, how have you been getting into homes? How have you been getting into homes? Here's what that does. Um, what I found is if we ask them, oh, great, do you have an agent? Because that's what most agents want to ask. Like, do you have an agent? Because then you know whether to pounce or not, right? right. So do you have an agent? And they immediately, like 90% of people, 90% of people are going to say, oh yeah, I have an agent. They may not. It's like when you're in a department store and you're like, do you need any help? No, thanks. I'm just looking, right? Can I help you with some? Nope. I'm just looking. Like they always have an agent. So instead of asking if they have an agent, I ask them how they've been getting into homes. Now, if they have an agent, they're going to say, oh, my agent's been showing me homes. I'm cool with that, right? I understand that. I respect that. And I love that. And I typically will then ask them who their agent is and encourage them to continue working with them. Like, I love that. But if they say, oh, we've been going through open houses, win, right? Because, they, because that's not the way to look for a home. And I know right, that. Right. Now I know how to provide value. Um, if they say, oh, we've been online, awesome. What sites have you been looking for, right? Like, it just allows me to engage in conversation. And it allows me to go back to my digital folder and find a simpler way to help them. So right from there, how have they been getting into the homes? If it's open houses, I'll say, awesome. I have a list of open houses that I can send you that's open all weekend. Would, would that be of value to you? And there's that other question. Like the, the, the two other questions that either, whether they're a buyer or the seller, I ask this. It's the start of the question. You can end it however you want, but they're magic. It's would you, would you be offended if, and would it be of value to you if? And here's why. Think about any, any way that you can end that question. Would it be of value to you if I, I, I emailed you a quick list of all the other open houses? Would it be of value to you if I provided you, uh, if I let you know what this home sold for, if it's a seller? Would it be of value to you if I sent you a quick report on values in the neighborhood? Would it be of value to most, most consumers or most humans? If I think something's valuable, you're not going to say no, right? Like think through that. Would it be of value to you if I sent this to you? No, like it's just an awkward no. Right, right. So Got it. push them towards that yes. Like, would it be a value if I think something's valuable? Whether you think so or not, you're probably going to engage and say yes. 
The other thing to, the other question that I use is, would you be offended? Hey, would you be offended if I sent you a flyer for this home? Would you be offended if I sent you the other open houses that are open? Would you be offended if I sent you the other active properties? Like, it's so hard to say, yes, say to yes to that. Yeah, it's so hard to say yes to that when you're just offering to send them something that could be valuable, but whatever it is, it's just so hard to say to someone's face, yeah, you'll offend me if you send me a flyer. Like, really? I'll be that easily offended? Right. And so what we found is just that, that tweak, right? When, it, when, when our mindset is database and when our mindset is contact, like I'm a trader here, I'm going to trade something in my digital folder for your contact information. If I said, Hey, would you like this? Oftentimes people can say, Oh no, thank you. Yeah. Like, could I, could I send this to you? Oh no, no, I'm good. Thanks. And it's but socially acceptable to say, no, thank you. It's like, yes, no, no thanks. Yeah, it's like, I'm not rude. Yeah. If, yeah, if you ask me if I need to help at Nordstrom, I'm just like, no, no, thanks, I'm good. Absolutely. However, if you say, would you be offended if I sent this to you? Same thing, would, it, would you be offended if I stayed in touch? Like, that's a great one. Would you be offended if I stayed in touch? Like, so if, we, if, we, if, we, if, we, if we fail in our performance, if we blow it and don't, if we don't engage and they're gonna leave, if we just said, if we reached out of our, stepped out of our comfort zone and just said, hey, would you be offended if I stayed in touch with you? Yes. Yes, I'd be offended. Won't happen. I will tell you 99 times out of 100, someone's going to say no, right? No, they won't be offended. Great. How can I reach you? Right. Like, it's a, such an easy step. Right, because now if they say no, then now they're locked into their previous statements. When you ask for the information, it's follow through on their identity because they've now established, I forget what the psychological phrase for that is, but they put themselves into a state where they've already, by saying no, they've actually said yes to you following up with them. Correct. And that for us, like, interestingly enough, are you out shopping for a home today or do you happen to live in the neighborhood? I know if they're a buyer or seller. Now I'm just going to think, okay, what value do I have to a buyer? What value do I have to a seller? Right? So I'm just going to engage in conversation. So what so is we your, said, like, if, sorry, what, what's, are, is that the end of the question path for the buyers? Cause I want to make sure we go through the, like a basic question path for the sellers as well. Yeah. So let's go through buyers. So I have a few questions. Um, how have you been getting into homes? Uh, would it be a value to you, right? If, if you were able to see every home currently on the market in an hour instead of hopping through open houses. So it really depends on, on how they've been getting through. Um, and would it be a value to you have a list of other open houses? So I don't necessarily care about setting an appointment. Some agents are like, Hey, set that appointment, set that appointment, get a consult. For me, I just want contact information. I, my goal is to provide value such that they want to work, for, work with me. With a buyer, it's that simple. Okay. With a seller, if, if they say, oh, no, I happen to live in the neighborhood, then I say, awesome, my favorite visitor to open houses are sellers, and here's why. You probably love the neighborhood because you live here, and I'd love for you to help pick, to pick your neighbor. So, so I just engage with them and say, hey, like, get them to not feel nosy because most sellers feel a little bit awkward. Like They feel like, oh, now I'm inconveniencing you. I let them know right away my favorite visitor is them. And it, it sort of puts them at ease. My next question is, are you familiar with property values in the area? Are you familiar with property values? Most sellers are going to say, yeah, I stay, up, I stay up to date with it. And then I say, okay, great. How have you been doing that? How, how do you track values? Um, and they're going to say something. Then immediately, would it be of value to you if I sent you, right? And I have my total market overview for the neighborhood. Or would it be of value to you if, period? 
my favorite is, would you be offended if I let you know what this house eventually sells for? Yes, please don't do that. Like no one's going to say that again. I'm right, going right. to get contact. When you they're obstinate. Their, sorry, when you get their when you get their uh, contact information, like let's say, hey, would it be a valid, Would you be offended if I sent you, you know, property values or an economic report for the for the neighborhood? Um, or would I? Would you would you be offended if you know whatever it may be or a value? Yeah. When you get their contact information, are you sending it to them right there from like the kitchen table on your laptop, or yes. are you just recording it but sending it later? Nope. For me, immediate response is awesome. So they're still so in the house. When you're I have. That's, they're still in the house. I have a digital device. All my agents do, and ultimately, that's why we have the digital folder. Same thing with the flyer. Like that's a that's a simple question too. Would you like a flyer on the home with some information? The typical answer is yes, and they're thinking you're going to hand them a flyer. They've already said yes. Great. We use digital flyers. Where can I send it? It'll get sent to your phone right now. Because now, some people say, oh no, yeah. Some people will say, oh no, forget it. Some people will say, oh no, forget it. But the most people have already said yes, they want a flyer. Like it's hard to back out of that. So again, it's just value in my digital folder. How can I get it to them? Got it. Okay. And so when that's when that seller says yes and they want a report, I'm gonna immediately ask for their email. Great, I'm gonna send that to you right now so you have it. Um, what's the best email to reach you at? So what I started finding was I had all these emails, but ultimately the better form of contact is voice to voice, right? Phone to me in my world is still the best way to convert. So we added a simple question or a simple statement. After I get their email, all I say is, okay, great. In case that bounces back, what's a good number to reach you? So interestingly enough, I was asking for emails, but I wasn't asking for phone numbers. So I had this huge database of emails. That was great. But then by just adding that consistent, every time I get an email, great. If that bounces back, what's a good number to reach you at? It just nine times out of 10, I guarantee you, I'll also get their phone number. So it's just adding one script or one question to that stream to build a stronger database. Once in a while, you get that seller that doesn't want to give you anything right? That doesn't want to give you email or phone number. They're just there to look at the house. And I'm okay with that too. Cause all I'm going to care about is their last name. They said they live in the neighborhood. I'm going to ask them their name. Um, great. My name's Chris. What was your name? Uh, John. Great. John, what was your last name? Like I, all I know is I need their last name. They live in the neighborhood. I can track them down. My, right, my title company can get me their name. I know that they, they live somewhere in the vicinity. I'm going to pull up their last name. I'm going to have their mailing address. And now they're going to go in my database as a future seller. See, for me, it's a database. So every open house I'm adding to my database, whether I have phone number and email or whether I have a mailing address for them. And that, that performance, if done right, allows me to go to my post open. And that post open, right, before, before the end of the day, they're going to have a handwritten note saying, hey, thanks for coming. So even if I don't have their email or phone number and I have their name, my goal is a future seller database. Sellers are our king in our business. And so if I got their last name, I am going to put them on a mail campaign where I'm going to send them a thank you note. I'm going to send a market report. I'm going to send them to just sold. I'm going to, right? There's a system and a process behind that that they then get on a 12 direct or, or 12 touches a year moving forward. And, and they're going to hear whether they realize it or not. Got it. Okay. Very cool. 
I love that. I love that process. The, the, I love that there's an actual step-by-step -step broken down sequence to the performance though. So you know when somebody comes in through the door exactly what you're going to ask and then what direction you're going to go and then you know the four or five immediate steps you're going to take and you know you've got something of value to give them. So I really like that it's so simplified and refined. I love that. Um, okay. And then now moving on last to the- Last question. Last oh, question. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I'm just going to say the last question. I got this from another agent. And I love it. Um, Kasia Olek, who does, is an incredible open house agent uh, at, I think, Tulsa. Um, but she shared this question with me, if everything else fails, right, but you've engaged with them, you've talked to them, you just haven't been able to get contact information before they leave, what we added was, you know, I've really enjoyed our conversation and would love to continue it. Would that be okay? Again, it's one of those questions that, man, if someone says that to me, how do I say no? No, thank you. Like I've just said, you know, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Would love to continue it. Would that be okay? Like just get comfortable with that. We've earned the right. We've earned the right by nature of the work that we've put in and the value we've offered them to ask for their contact information. It's just such a simple way to do it. Um, our, our, our contact information ratio went up considerably by adding that last question because maybe we just stumbled. Maybe we just, we just weren't on it. Um, but we're friendly, right? right we were right. friendly during their visit. Hey, I've enjoyed talking to you. Would love to continue our conversation later. Would that be okay? It's such a normal human way to interact. And then immediately you've added someone to your contact, right? To your database. Right. And they say, and let's say that Alice has failed. You do say that. And then suddenly they say, yeah, sure. That's fine. Then you say, okay, what, what's a good number for you? Or how do you, what, what's the next thing that you ask them? How can I yeah, reach you? Yeah, so me, what's so for you, it's, we 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 prefer first email, and that's because we can send them value. So immediately, and it's easier to get a phone number after email than get email after phone number. See, if I ask them for their phone number, I can't say uh, if you don't pick up, what's a good email to reach you? At? Like, so if I ask them for their email, I will always ask for email first, and then I use my line. Hey, if for some reason that bounces back, what's a good number to reach you at? Got it. So I, that's the best way, the best strategy to get both. Okay. Got it. Perfect. Makes sense. Post open. So post open starts typically from the open house or immediately thereafter. So oftentimes, right, we do the open house. We, the, we just can't wait to pick up those signs and be done with it. But again, that's just because we went in with the wrong psyche and the wrong mindset. So for us, our follow-up starts immediately that day. And if we have a phone number, like let's say it's a buyer. If we have a phone number for that buyer, and typically I'll just, we'll pick up the phone same day and just say, hey, we met earlier today, right? We, or, or worst case scenario, the very next day, right? If it's Saturday and you're running off to your family or a sporting event or whatever after the open house, no later than 24 hours after, hey, we met yesterday. So we don't wait till Monday follow-up. Uh, most of our, a lot of our opens are done on a business day anyway, right? So we same day or very next day, hey, we met earlier today or we met yesterday. I wanted to let you know that I went back to the office. I did a little digging. I know the house that you saw wasn't quite perfect for you, but I found a few others that I believe would be great. When's a good time we can go see them? Okay. So immediately I them to know something. I want them to know that I listened to what they said and I want them to know that I did some work. 
right? right so right. we use phrases like, hey, I, I, I immediately went to work or I did a little digging. I, I put, we want them to know we put energy into it. And here's why. If they went to one open house, they probably went to two or three or four that day. And I need to separate myself from the other agents, right? Because all those agents want that buyer or all those agents want that seller. I will separate myself from immediate contact by immediate contact and showing them that I'm willing to do work. So that's the script we use. Every phone number we get gets a call that day or immediately thereafter. Now, if it's a seller, hey, I did. A, I went. I went back to the office and I pulled a quick report for you. I wanted to. I wanted to share you share with you what's going on in your neighborhood. It's it's something specific to them. If it's a seller, they will also get a handwritten thank you note. I don't write those anymore, but immediately in that lead sheet. Let's go back to that Google lead sheet. It's, it's a live document. So actually, like all my agents see leads going in as they're at the open house. We see which agent is getting more contact information too. So there's competitiveness there. But our, our virtual assistant is attached to that lead sheet. And every single day she goes in and she sees the name, the number, the email address, the notes, the tag for the, for the neighborhood, um, immediate buyer, future buyer, immediate seller, future seller. They put them on a campaign and they write a thank you note. Got it. So a thank you note gets written to that, those people too if we have an address. So post open that same day is, is really important. And I think where we fall down as agents is we do the activity and we expect results and then we stop. So we have three different campaigns that follow up. And this is honestly, this is straight out of MREA, right? The millionaire real estate agent. Uh, we have a 12 direct for sellers that, that perhaps we didn't get their email. We didn't get their phone, but we know where they live. And what that a 12 direct is, is they're going to get something in print from us once a month, every, every month until they either call us and say, stop mailing me or right. Oh, well, I guess that's it. I mean, there, there, some of these people have been on campaigns for five or six or seven years. And what that looks like is um, they're in our, our mail campaign for, right, these are the homes we sold this month. Uh, they get just listed. They get just sold. So they're going to get, they're, they're clearly going to get more than 12 direct, but they're put on a mail campaign for sure. If we've connected with them and we've engaged with them, they're going to go on what we call, right, our 33 touch, right? 33 touches of the course of a year. Like this is a lot of people in the industry do this. The problem is we just haven't built them. We, we say we're going to do it and we just haven't built them. We, they don't get plugged in. So I would say as important as anything in this process is building something consistent with who you are and who you showed up as the, at, as the open house with a systematic follow-up campaign. So we have, remember, we don't have a ton of campaigns because we only have four types of people in our database. They were either buying now, buying sometime in the future, right? selling now or selling sometime in the future. So we have four campaigns, immediate buyer, immediate seller, future, future buyer, future seller, and that's it. So every person that, we, that walked into that open house gets put on a campaign the day they walked into the open house because it's in our Google lead sheet. And our, our virtual assistant then takes that and puts that into our database, whatever that database looks like. Got it. I love that. I love that. I like the simplicity of the, the follow-up process in terms of what you're going to be focusing on and how you're treating it. That's, that's a really easy, simple way to segment your database and then think about it, an easy way to segment it and think about it. 
Um, let's now share with folks where they can go get your uh, the free gift that you're going to be uh, that you're giving away to everybody. Um, it's your uh, open house script binder, which you mentioned in the preparation process or in, during the preparation phase. Um, and I'm going to tell them where they can go get it, and then I want you to share a little bit about what's in it and what they can expect to get from it when they when they go and download it. Um, you guys can go to hold it open and close the deal dot com slash summit so i know it's a long name uh, long domain but just it's all spelled out uh, hold it open and close the deal dot com slash summit and on there you'll be able to download chris's uh, open house script binder now with that um, i know that it covers the pre the pre the performance and the post of the uh, of the of the open house can you break down just a little bit about what's going to be in it and what and how they uh, how can how people can optimize using it for their open houses yeah awesome um so ultimately what what you're going to see in that script binder is the scripts we use for each part of that promotion and process so what do we say when we call the neighbors what do we say when we door knock what, do we, what is our critical path of sale at the open house? What, how do we start it? We've talked a little bit about that. How do we go down that path with a buyer? How do we go down that path with the seller? What are those scripts and what are the top questions we use? Um, and then after the open, what does our phone call look like? What does our email look like? What is the messaging for that post open? At least the beginning of those messages. Um, hold it open and close the deal is a, uh, a, an open house coaching program that we put together. It's a 10-week Pro, uh, like a 10-week program that actually builds out all the marketing, all the email campaigns, all the campaigns and processes and steps. How do we advertise? How do we market? How do we post those on Facebook? Um, it's obviously much more in-depth, but that is actually the script binder that we share in that 10-week program. And honestly, just plugging that into your business um, will, you know, our business is a messaging business. Those who win in this business are, win because their messaging is consistent with what a buyer and a seller need and want. And so we believe that if we focus on messaging, if we show up and, and before the open house, we say the right things. At the open house, we say the right things. After the open house, we say the right things. And we're following a system and a process, then it is impossible for us not to have a big business with open houses. It's probably the simplest easiest, most affordable lead generation strategy out there. And that's why we've, right, we've expanded across the country with this open house model. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Well, this has been a very in-depth and content-rich uh, uh, interview, Chris. And I really appreciate you going so in-depth on everything and breaking it down. I, I mean, I personally took actually four pages of notes while you were talking and I didn't get a chance to write everything down. So uh, I hope that you guys who are listening did do just that, take notes. Uh, if you didn't, weren't able to keep up, you can obviously re-listen to this. Um, and then of course, go to uh, hold it open and close the deal.com forward slash summit to just get the actual script binder, a very generous and free gift from uh, Chris to all of you here on the summit. So thank you. Thank you for that, Chris. I, on behalf of everybody, I appreciate thank that. Say thank you. Awesome. Uh, any closing thoughts here as we wrap up? No, you know, I, what I, what I will say is this, those six P's, right? The six P's that we went through, maybe open houses aren't perfect for you. Maybe, maybe it's not your thing, but what I would say is consistently, uh, 
question and, and prove to yourself that any activity that you're going to do to generate listings, right? There's, there are so many that they're going to get from this summit alone. Just ask, hey, do we, is, the, is my mindset right going into this, right? Is my psyche correct? Have I prepared? Have I promoted? Have I followed a process? Am I performing well? And what's, what's happening after? What's that post-process? Like that 6P process for me is, allows me to turn any lead generation activity that I have into a lead generation model and also allows me to question, hey, if I'm going to spend time, if I'm going to spend energy, if I'm going to spend money on anything, is it a model? Because if it's a model, it can be duplicated, it can, it can be replicated, and it can be leveraged so that, right, the ultimate goal is we're not just real estate agents, but we're real estate business owners. And, and what I would say is making sure that activities turn into models is the most important, the most important part of, of our business, which is right, what people like yourself are doing, honestly, and bringing to this industry, hey, let's be business owners. Let's not be just agents out there. Uh, running around wondering why is this month great and the next month poor? Well, it's because we don't have models and systems in place. So, you know, that would be, you know, my wish for this industry. It's been an incredible industry for me. Uh, we've grown this and built this through collaboration, much like this, like learning from other people. Like what I love is people after this will reach out to me and by all means, please do that personally, phone, email, Facebook and say, hey, I do this or hey, have you tried that? Honestly, we continue to build and grow and perfect our systems through that collaboration. So I appreciate the work you're doing too. And, and honestly, that's why, um, that's why I was willing to, to spend the time with the group and, and give back to the industry because it's been a, a phenomenal um, journey for me. And, and so many people have, have done that for me and my business and my partners along the way. So I appreciate what, what you're doing for the industry as well. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And again, guys, you can go to experiencegrowth.com with an X, not no E. So X P E R I E N C E experiencegrowth.com to find a little bit more about to, uh, Chris's team and uh, what they're doing to support agents across the nation. You guys are in 19 territories now, right? Across seven states. Is that correct? Yeah, 19 uh, different cities, seven states, actually uh, another country as well where we have a team down in Cal uh, California, in uh, Costa Rica. Um, so like we country. added a second country. Yes, it's true. Uh, we added a, a second uh, country to our expansion as well and, and continuing to look for talent both as partners and regional directors and, and leadership in our organization. And also just a quick reminder that that, um, that URL, hold it open and close the deal.com, um, slash summit will get you the free that free uh, script binder hold it open and close the deal.com will will give you more uh, information about that 10 week course that we'll spend an hour a week together for 10 weeks about that open house system and process as well so happy to engage or answer questions about that along the way too even personally Perfect. Yeah. I encourage you guys, everybody go check that out too. I mean, download the, download the free uh, binder and then obviously go and check that out. And that again is, hold it open and close the deal.com. So, okay, perfect. Well, awesome. Chris, I really appreciate your time and your contribution. We have everybody. Thank you. Uh, and I'll look forward to connecting My with pleasure. you soon.